0: Hi, this is Matt Bernstein, and I'm with Dennis J. Smith, and this is the Make Money Online Show, where every week we have a unique guest that will help you make money online.
1: So hey, everybody, welcome to the Make Money Online Show. My name is Dennis Smith, and I'm here with Matt Bernstein and also Chris Greenwood, who is our guest today, and he's a musician. I've known him for a while because I helped him out with some stuff months ago, Uh, and just give him some advice on his courses that he has on Udemy, which he has a lot more courses than I do. And they revolve around the music industry and also how you can, as a musician, how you can take what he teaches and market your own music business and grow your music business online to make the kind of money that Chris does And so Matt and I are going to talk to him today and just ask him about that and his secrets and his tips and advice, because I think you can take a lot of what he teaches and translate that over to other types of businesses that aren't in the music industry. So, hey, welcome finally, Chris, to the show.
2: Yeah, honored to be here, man. It's it's kind of uh, interesting being here. You know, I don't know when it was I first saw you and that, but uh, it's kind of funny being on this podcast now because I found <laughs> on YouTube or somewhere. I don't know where I was. I was searching you to me, and so here we are, man. Honored to be here. Great. Hey, so are you in Toronto today? I am. Yep, yeah. I'm actually uh, just outside uh, in a city called Pickering, actually. Uh huh. Great. Yeah. We actually we know. Um couple of people i know that scott
1: Duffy's up there in toronto he's a udemy instructor and sometimes he's here watching the broadcast but i know that he's got a lot going on so i'll start things off and uh just kind of we'll go through these questions that we have for you share a little bit about your music background tell people like the band that you're in and kind of how you got started with that
2: yeah i'm in a rock hip-hop uh I'm a solo artist um, called Manifest, M-A-N-A-F-E-S-T, and um, I've been doing this full-time, I guess, for over 10 years. I used to be a network engineer, actually. I used to be an IT guy, um, but I ended up uh, quitting my job. Um, I went from five days a week to four to three, and then I took leaf leave of absences, and then finally sent in that resignation later and quit and it was one of the scariest things because I did it like a year after I just got married and um, just started to pursue this career in music and um, I went into $30,000 plus debt um, within a few months. I thought I was going to be a rock star making all this money and whatnot and I'm sleeping on the side of the road in my car eating at the um, dollar menu at McDonald's and it just wasn't turning out the way I thought it would, you know? And, uh, but I didn't quit. I didn't give up. And somehow we blew up in Japan, selling hundreds of thousands of albums there, like literally get Paul from my record label saying, like, you, you know, you're, you're big in Japan is like, oh, yeah, that's, that's pretty funny, man. You're big in Japan. And anyways, we ended up touring there and doing all this stuff. And it, it kind of um, breathed new life into my career in North America. And so that's the, the, the main thing that I do is songwriting, um, touring, playing live shows and uh, releasing uh, music decide to market your music talent online yeah as far as um, music online when YouTube has gotten really big um, for both online marketers musicians um, one of the cool things people don't realize about YouTube is one it's the second biggest search engine uh, on the internet, besides Google, but the cool thing I tell other artists um, and just online marketers is like when you're putting content up there, people are searching for that and finding you automatically. And the cool thing about music is people upload my music for me, but I've monetized all that. And so I have one song that has been uploaded 9,000 times to YouTube and we collect money on every single one of those videos. And so we actually encourage fans to upload my music and I don't care if they put cats in it. One of the videos we have has these pit bulls just doing these insane tricks to one of my best songs. It has over 9 million views the last time I checked it has more than the music video that we did so um, it's really neat how the multiplication factor and the viral thing can take place and so I love the internet I think YouTube is still the wild wild west I know everybody talks about Facebook ads and stuff but um, I think both for you know artists and just creative types and online marketers I think there's I think you're paying pennies on the dollar for YouTube ads compared to Facebook is my opinion so I've got the
1: the oops, hold on. Oh, I I wasn't sure if i had taken it off of mute or not. I don't like to have it on when other people are typing because I'm actually over here putting in some links for one your Udemy uh, courses and also your website smartmusicbusiness.com. And for some reason on my end, I'm showing just a big white space. Normally. It's supposed to come up with an image. But before I move on to the next question, I just wanted to give everybody some reminders. You can share this blab out with others on Twitter and Facebook. It'll capture a screen image of all of us. So, hey, we'd love it if you did that and shared that out to others out there in social media. Matt's pointing that way because it's probably there for him. And up above, you can connect with Chris, Matt, myself, and others who are joining us. On this blab, I see Barbara's there, and I see Sue and some other people. So thanks for joining us today. And also, if you have questions, we'll take questions at the end for Chris. It's a forward slash Q, a space, and then your question. And we would be more than happy to take those questions at the end of the blab. And high five or props right there, those hands, if you click on those, it'll give us high fives if you like what we're talking about. So I'm going to go ahead and move on while Matt raises the roof there. So we were talking about, I think I heard YouTube there, I'm trying to multitask where did you first start uh, with this kind of stuff and what would you suggest for our listeners should they maybe like do a, a website like you or maybe use something like WordPress to, to get their uh, start in pulling um, everything together for their their band or whatever they're doing in the music industry
2: yeah I think you know having a YouTube channel is really important and it's the easiest thing to get started and uh, again you can upload music new- Music right away and it's free and you start monetizing it like YouTube actually pays people money I, I get checks from YouTube so I encourage artists to start there I think eventually though you need to have your own website you need to have your own hub um, look what happened to MySpace. Uh, I don't know if some artists or people are around there but I spent a lot of hours doing building MySpace and it is gone and so it's really important to build your own home base collecting email addresses Um, another place I use for um, collecting email addresses and just getting your music out there is noise trade um, where you can give your music away for free in exchange for an email address and they actually have something called book trade too Mm. give away your book um, in exchange for an email address you actually might want to check that out for for your book Um, yeah thanks Uh, Dennis and you can actually do a promotion with them um, and they send they blast out your book to their list and uh, it's it costs money but they can tip you which is really cool and so and you're amazed at how when you give something away you're generous people tip and you actually make make some money on it too which is which is kind of cool but you know websites are so cheap to set up right like whether it's your Wix whether it's your WordPress, um, and hiring people on Fiverr, like there's just like you just got to do it, like just spend the money. Like it's so easy to waste money in so many areas. Like try setting up a website. You know, you're gonna you could what? Like I don't know what you guys think, but probably less than fifty bucks. I guess you could probably with domain and everything, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. I I think that that YouTube, I I totally forget about that because Matt and I talk about YouTube all the time with driving traffic to your Udemy courses. And you forget that, you know, even though I'm not a big fan, we know who from Canada got his big start on YouTube, and that's Justin Bieber. Uh, So there's huge potential there. Like you said, you never knew that you had this following in Japan, and from that, everything else just evolved
2: yeah it's amazing i have some friends uh, called walk off the earth that um did a lot of different covers and stuff like that and they did that one cover um one guitar five people when they're covering um that Gautier song um somebody i used to love and it just blew mm. up and went viral and you know uh, also getting called to be on the allen show and all this stuff and the so covers are a really great way to kind of it's kind of like almost i a Compared to in covers of other popular songs like guest posting, but even more, if you do it at the right time and you do it well and you do it uniquely, you're basically hopping on somebody else's already success and getting in front of new people. And so, I personally haven't done that strategy. Like, I, I, you know, I don't know what I'd cover, like some Rage Against the Machine songs or Lincoln Park or something like that. You know, so I haven't personally gone that way it's more just with original songs but opening up for other bands is kind of one way that we've done it um you know i don't know if authors or speakers allow you to buy onto their speaking tour and let you speak in front of them that might be kind of weird unless it's the same subject but uh so many different ways to promote and market
1: yeah good go ahead matt
2: uh, so it seems like
0: uh, you're a very successful musician so I want to know how you got started teaching online uh, like how long ago was it you to me and I guess why if you uh, have such like a big successful musician career
2: yeah you're you're not the only one who's asked that you know it's like you've already got the dream job why are you doing that you know like just focus on that and Honestly, that's one thing that sometimes I struggle with is focus because I just I just love online marketing. I enjoy it, you know. And um, when I had my daughter, I wanted to be home a little bit more. So I was trying to figure out new ways to like make money and, and be home with my family. And I stumbled upon Brendan Burchard and Michael Hyatt and went to Experts Academy and, and, and wrote my own, I wrote a book called Fighter, Five Keys to Conquering Fear and Reaching Your Dreams because I really struggled with fear. And so I was just trying to get my message out there more because our kind of, you know, mission has always been threefold. It's been to entertain, inspire, and educate. And so the entertainment is the music. Inspiring is also the the message in the music. And then educate is now through the books and online courses and whatnot. And so I kind of like fell into it um, uh, just after doing the books and whatnot. It's like, oh, people are creating online courses. Oh, that's kind of cool. And I didn't fully get it. And sometimes when you're into this world of online marketing, there's webinars, there's blabs, there's e-books, there's audio books, there's all this stuff It can be very, very overwhelming. And the more I dug into it, it started to come clear and clear. I listened to the, the internet um, business mastery podcast, um, Jason and, um, oh, I can't remember the other guy's name. But anyways, that's where I heard about Udemy the first time. And so I was like, oh, that's cool. And for some reason, like, Udemy just clicked like it could have been anything, but I went home and I was like, I'm, I'm going to do this. And I started to write it out. And then I actually went to Starbucks and I just outlined my whole course. And then we set up my wife's Mark II uh, Canon, like expensive camera. Had myself mic'd up all properly and started shooting these videos. And and I was just like all in. It was like a it's like a six hour course now. Okay, so I kind of did it the wrong way, where your first course is this big huge thing. And <laughs> while I'm shooting these videos, I'm just like. I'm an idiot. Like, why am I doing this? Is anyone going to buy this? That's when the fear starts chattering in your ear and the doubt. And I finished this thing. I think the first month um, I made 160 bucks out of it. And this is the other thing, too. You you finish your first course, and then the fear, you're scared to – first you're scared to create it. Then you're scared to market it, right? So slowly – I kept on marketing it, and then I didn't touch it for a year. And then um, I, I started checking out some of your guys' stuff, and then um, Shane and Jocelyn from Flipped Lifestyle. I don't know if you heard of them. They're this couple that teaches online business. They told me to raise my price, and that's when I started running Facebook ads and getting them into the funnel and doing the opt-in pages. Everything that I learned at Experts Academy, but it just didn't click. And then I was spending maybe, you know, I don't know how much. I get a hundred emails, and I. And out of, I'd spend maybe 100 bucks on that, but then I'd sell a $300 course, and I'd upsell them. And I was starting to make money. And then I just started creating courses and creating courses. And um, Jerry Banfield helped me a lot with Udemy. Um, uh, I really, that guy's really inspiring. I know some people don't love his, his voice. Um, it's a little hard, but I think he's just so passionate and so real. And he really kicked my butt and inspired me to make um, courses. And so now here I am. Twenty-three courses later chatting with some of my inspirations on this blab and um, I love it you know
0: thank you for sharing that it was a really inspiring story and I like a lot of the things that you just said with Mm -hmm. your whole plan of you know how your music gets into it and then you also want to educate the people too so I, I appreciate that and like it
1: yeah it's interesting like you mentioned Jerry and I guess I'm one of those that I, um, with a voice, and I think that you have to get beyond that, so that you get the message that the person is trying to get out there, and um, because that message might resonate resonate with you and be able to help inspire you to get that much further. And so I myself have to get over stuff like that. Um, let's see. I am just going to ask you, so I, I kind of uh, talked about this a little bit at the beginning, is that we talked about how your courses, a lot of your courses um, are built around the music industry. But like I said, I would imagine that anyone in any industry would benefit what you're teaching. Is that something that you would agree
2: with? I think as far as the marketing aspect and some of the inspirational things I weave in there, there's a lot of, you know, gems and and gold in there because I, I, you know, I do talk about the business stuff. I talk about um, the mentality stuff because, you know, let's be honest, we all have fears and doubts and whatnot. And um, I think it's always a battle against ourselves and, and, and focus is another one too. And so just, you know, believing in yourself enough to take action on something and then once you take action stay with it stay within the journey stay on the path don't quit too early you know and i'm sure we can all rate you know i think uh, matt you got a pretty cool story with the ebay and stuff and teaching and whatnot it's nothing's overnight there's no such thing as an overnight success yeah things happen like i i blew up in japan after uh, my first EP was in 2001, so it was five years of hustling it and being on the road. And you know, you me now, I guess I've, uh, it's just been over a year since I've taken it seriously, mm-hmm. and now I'm making a pretty decent income on there. And so it's, um, I think, you know, whenever anyone's teaching something, you, you, you I, I've always heard it say, you, you eat the meat and you spit out the bones. You just grab what you relate to, apply it to your life, and then discard the rest. You know.
1: Yeah, interesting. Hey,
2: Matt, before you ask the next
1: question, I have something uh, really quick to ask him about because we you we to Udemy, has this new price change, um, has that affected your revenue much or have you been able to kind of um, get through the storm?
2: Yeah, um, last month was lower than I wanted it to be for sure. I even emailed um some of the people at Udemy, and they had actually called me before it was going to happen, and uh, just kind of mentioned it. And So it is down a little bit, but this month is already starting to go back up. And last month, again, like like I I, I do put a lot of work into Udemy each month, but sometimes I don't can't put as much because music is my main focus, and so sometimes I'm I'm juggling or whatnot. But uh, I think I, I did crank it up as far as getting um, some coupons out there as well too uh, to promote. And kind of doubled up on that a little bit, and uh, so I'm hoping for a turnaround here. Um, I just co-instructed my first course with my wife, which we just actually released uh, last night, and starting to promote it today. And so, <laughs> just gonna keep pushing through. Like Udemy's amazing, and I'm gonna go to Udemy live. Are you guys going? Both going to that? i I've, I've got a ticket,
1: but I've got to okay. get the accommodations figured out, and the okay. a, and if I'm going to go plane, train, or automobile. So right.
2: Yeah, I'm literally playing a show the night before, and then flying in the morning. But since at least it's um, West Coast time, so I save a little bit of time there. But Mm -hmm. um, like, like I love Udemy. I want to keep building on there, but that's not my only platform. Like, I want to keep building somewhere else and build up the email list and something that I that I control. But I I, like, like you said, I've heard both of you guys say Udemy's been been good to us. You know, it's been really good. But uh, I don't believe in putting all my eggs in one basket either
0: yeah all right matt go ahead so with the new pricing change how are you going to market your courses on udemy at least uh going forward or i guess are you going to just market your own platform and whatever udemy does is just icing on the cake for you
2: yeah um as far as uh Courses and promoting them. I'm gonna. I, I'm giving. I gave away a ton more coupons, so that was one thing, just to get more people into the course. I want to create another free course because I only have one free course. So I want some more of that traffic. Um, and then me and my wife have actually committed to every single Wednesday we are creating a course together. Um, and so yesterday was our first one, and so uh, we're gonna create a course. That's gonna be kind of our thing together. Um, I've, I've got an amazing wife. She does all my design and photography and just. Um, And so we've gone through a lot of stuff and got some knowledge we want to share. And so that's going to be part of it. And it's really important to use your promo promo announcements. You get um, two of those a month. And for those that don't know the promotional announcements, Udemy allows you to sell your courses to your students twice a month. You can send um, two messages out to, I guess, every each individual course. And you can decide when you're sending your email blast through the udemy system um what courses you even want to promote to and so i really like i don't miss like now once i figured out it started working like i haven't missed a month like those get used up like that's like free money as far as i'm concerned like I, they do very well for me um i felt like you wanted to say something there matt no did you just want to comment on that? No, I just, I, yeah, definitely scheduling
0: and and organizing and using those two promotional announcements. Yeah. I know that when I like once per month, I'll go in and I'll schedule what I'm going to do for the rest of the month and utilizing those promotional announcements, I fare a lot better and I'm more successful doing that than just kind of winging it.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And the educational ones are there actually it depends. Like, like for this, I sent out an educational announcement to promote our blab, or if I'm on an interview or I have some some content that I want to send out that I think's good. But then again, that's just scheduling, and it's really important to to schedule ahead of time. I really need to crank up my Facebook ads again, and I use lead pages um, to. Uh, to collect email addresses and have my funnels to send out free content. I was originally using that only to get people into my membership um, because I have a membership site um, where people pay reoccurring every month, which has been really awesome. Um, But I'm going to do another one that is going to promote them probably to Teachable as opposed to Udemy, to be honest. So I'll upload videos to YouTube with the Udemy links in there and use those announcements so it's kinda like now that I'm like thinking about it, like it's like it's a lot right like, but like I'd rather send people from my funnel to teachable or something that I own as opposed to spending my Facebook ads my, like sure I'll get the email but then when they even buy the only w- w- way I know if they purchased is if they clicked on a very specific coupon and one time I, I got a like a 297 course when they allowed us to sell them at that um, I got a sale and somehow it didn't, like I know I, I drove that sale, but then Udemy went and took 50%. And so I had to actually email them and say, hey, no, I, I drove that one. And they actually gave me the money back, which was really cool. So they're definitely uh, instructor supported. So I, I plan on doing a lot of different things. I'm um, mixing in the, the, the teachable Udemy, uh, you know, Facebook ads, uploading portions of my course to YouTube for free traffic, and just give people a taste, right? So that they 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 know it's good, and then hopefully we'll, you know, enroll in the course if if they if they think it can help them. Can you guys still hear me? You're frozen. I can hear you but your video is frozen. I know. Everything like on
1: this end including my Mac for some reason. Idaho, is man, Idaho frozen. Yeah, it's this sunny weather that we're on. <laughs> it's really weird. It's like I've never had this happen with my Mac. I can't even go to another screen. Everything is is uh, frozen, but before I go on to the next question, I wanted to just there's a few questions from Chad, that he had asked, that I just kind of wanted to cover real quick. He had asked when we were talking earlier about covers. He says, um, "Don't the record companies take ad royalties with covers?" And then he's also asking if you um, delve into selling royalty sound clip uh, sound clips like on iStock, if you do anything like that.
2: Um, iStock, no. Uh, I looked into it recently because I saw an ad for it when I was at the ASCAP Expo in Hollywood uh, a couple weekends ago, and they want exclusive rights for that, for iStock. So if you just got music that you only want up there, they want to kind of control that. So um, you you put, you can't like, because I was like, oh, I'll just put my instrumentals up there. Maybe I'll get royalties for that and kind of like put my music in more than one place and, and, and make money, kind of like the whole course thing and Udemy and Skillshare and what else is out there. Um, but so no, don't do that. Uh, uh, and then, as far as covers, um, the person that wrote the song, they'll get the performance side of it. Or sorry, the 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 um the songwriting side of it because they wrote the song you didn't write the song but you're performing and so you get a performance royalty from that and so yes there's the ad revenue is split so you don't get the full thing you really want to check out tunecore.com or cd baby check out cd baby's podcast it's called the diy musician podcast ken on there is an awesome guy I was just hanging out with them um again at the ascap expo and he um, they're making it a lot easier to record covers. TuneCore actually has something where you can actually record a cover and you can upload it to iTunes and Spotify and get paid for it. Wow. Again, you, you don't get the full thing because you didn't write the song, but um, it's, 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 it's making it a lot easier and they're getting past all the lights and all the restrictions and all this weird stuff that happens when, when doing covers. So it's getting, a, it's getting easier in the digital wild, wild west here.
1: Yeah, cool. Thanks for answering those. Hey, hey, Matt, why don't you go ahead and ask that next question, and I'm going to reboot my map, my my map, my Mac, and join you guys again here in just a few moments because I can't even see the questions right now.
0: Cool. So, <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, Chris, I saw that you raised sixty thousand dollars on Kickstarter, and I thought that was a really cool and uh, definitely an accomplishment from for you. And I was just wondering, how does somebody get started doing that? How many? How does someone
2: get started doing a Kickstarter? Or I
0: guess like, um, or I guess even getting getting close to like the amount of of sixty thousand, if that makes it. Yeah. If there's like a, yep. a cookie cutter like kind of game plan, or at least uh, if you can point people in the right direction of where to look.
2: For sure, for sure, um, doing Kickstarter. Uh, and I did it actually on Pledge Music, and so I guess I should say my crowdfunding campaign. I did three of them, so it was three of them. And I, um, the first one I did was my book. It was my book, Fighter: Five Keys to Conquering Fear and Reaching Your Dreams. And you know, I had to conquer fear myself to launch that uh, crowdfunding campaign. You know, we had all the content ready. We had like you know, um, you know, behind-the-scenes footage. I had pictures of me writing, talking about the book, all kinds of content, so that we could you know, post things and, and, and share. We had the promo video done. We had so much content in there and different packages for people to support. But this is the one thing I want to say about Kickstarters, if you're going to do one or a crowdfunding campaign, is people don't by what you do they buy why you do it go watch that Simon Sinek talk and really think about why it you're doing that because people love to support why you're doing it and they love to support something that they um, are a part of. And so when I did my crowdfunding campaign, I always got people to vote on the covers to give me input and bring people into it. It's not like, hey, I'm doing this, buy my stuff. You know, it, it's like, hey, I'm creating this, would love your input on it. And it's like, and it's a journey. It's a total journey. And I've learned a lot. Um, all three. I saw some friends do and I just thought, hey, just push the button and, and all this money starts coming in. But I've never worked harder in my life and it allowed me to really connect to my fans. So we were, we were posting all the time on social media every single day. Uh, your first week in your last week are the most important because it's your launch and then you're really pushing with scarcity at the end and then everything in between keeping the conversation going new packages updates 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 and having really good quality images um, and having a realistic goal is really important too and, and understanding whatever platform you go with you know kickstarter I, i'm gonna actually use an actual kickstarter actual kickstarter next time because it's really got the name and it's kind of like no holds bar it's kind of like you either raise the money or you don't and i've actually even taken courses to learn more but it, i i've heard that the best campaigns are the ones that are 30 days um, but if you're going to do that 30 day campaign you better wipe your schedule clean uh, and, and make sure you can put a lot of time into it and an effort it is like it becomes your job and then there's the whole fulfillment aspect of it and having to ship it out and I don't know if I have my, my book here, but we did a hardcover, and I didn't have enough for the shipping. And the book was so heavy, we got, we got nailed with international shipping. And so you really need to plan out your packages and make sure you, you put some cushion because people are supporting and you want to make some money because you want to pay for your time and all your effort because you're not going to be working. You're going to be working on this. Pay for the product and also help to market it and and, and get the word out there. And uh, that's what I think a lot of people forget in, in – in, book marketing and album marketing is sure it's the product but then that you spend money on but then it's all the money you spend marketing the product and getting the message out there i think as us as creatives we just like to create it and then just put it out there it's like oh okay but it's like no like that's just when it just starts like that's the same thing for like you know udemy courses right like sure you created it but the real work is is marketing it Right. And uh, so it's the same thing with your, your Kickstarter or whatever. But I, I challenge everyone, you know, do a Kickstarter for 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 whatever, like try one, um, because what I love about them is it, it, it builds buzz. And it builds momentum as opposed to just like two weeks before you got the product and you got two weeks. Instead of two weeks, man, if you do the, the 90 day, which I actually prefer the 90, day, you got 90 days of talking about this thing that is coming. And that's what movies do like movies do a whole year. Right, like how long have they been? They were talking about that Superman versus Batman, or you know, the next Star Wars, or whatever. Like they're they're they they're, they're ramping up the buzz, and talking it up in trailers and trailers and and behind the scenes and you know leaks and and, and then all of a sudden, boom! And then they just smash it the day and in it, 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 an event. And that's why I like to tell you know artists and like I need to apply this stuff to my Yumi stuff. It's like it should be an event when you when you launch something, and, and it should be like this, like big it's a big deal you know make everything a big deal you know so i'm rambling again sorry no no,
0: that's that's awesome i love that advice and it's uh making it an event and um telling a story and leading them in a journey and giving them a reason to stay and that those are all the stuff that you were doing and and uh in a very organized way and and things that i need to get better at and reasons why i interview people like you is so i can learn as well
2: cool cool
0: can you hear me yeah
2: Yep.
1: and see you good i you know what i it wasn't rebooting and i thought okay something's going on with the battery so i picked it up and started running downstairs to my bedroom and then it started booting so i went back up the stairs again to get everything set up so i'm back so i missed the kickstarter part but i can watch that later so what i wanted to ask you so it's really important that anyone from a musician to a Udemy instructor or just anyone who has a product to sell to have a website. And one of the things that I've noticed on your website is that you're using, it looks like, Shopify for your e-commerce platform. And so I'm wondering, uh, because there's other ones out there, I know that WooCommerce is, I think, one of the largest when it comes to WordPress. Why you chose Spotify specifically, and, and just let the listeners know: is it
2: easier to use? Yeah, we're I, before that I was on a platform called Store Envy, and uh, what I liked about Shopify is um, I could sell digital downloads too, right? Like so, um, what's what what sucks about iTunes? And you know, please go buy my music on iTunes; it's great, but iTunes doesn't give me their email addresses. iTunes has you know, how many hundreds of thousands of albums and singles have I sold? Can you imagine if I had those email addresses? I would be a very rich man right now. Um, but, uh, so, you know, we really promote, you know, our music to, to my store so we can get those email addresses and have that info. And, uh, I don't ship my own stuff out anymore. Thank God you'd be surprised. We actually finally like delegated that. So we have all our other guys do the shipping and packaging and that, it happens in california and they even press our our shirts and different things but um i just chose shopify i think because i heard it through a friend or whatnot um, but i don't even manage the store anymore like i'll upload uh new music when we have and i'll handle that side but my guy when, whenever we have new merch they do all the photos now and whatnot um but they've got some pretty cool seo and back end stuff mm-hmm. but i honestly don't have ton of experience. I know it's popular. I know Tim Ferriss invested in it, um, but it's been, it's very user friendly and then worked good for me. To be honest, I think I, when I was looking for a digital solution, I was tampering with Infusionsoft and I signed up for it and then got right out because it was just way, way too complicated for me. And, and um, Shopify was just so user friendly to sell products. Like I've, I've sold um, Udemy courses on there. Like what I did was I created this thing called the legacy uh, journey and it had like all my best courses for a certain price and so what happens if someone would buy my courses there it would automatically send them a pdf with all the coupon links and so i didn't have to do anything and um so that was kind of a, a cool way how i used shopify with uh, udemy hmm Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, I was just i was going to say that's interesting because when
1: I was in Seattle, my first um, contact with Spotify is I worked for this woman who wanted me to do some stuff with some T-shirts. And it was interesting trying to integrate it into WordPress. So that's why I wanted to see, like, why you went with that.
2: Well, Dave Espino, I know you guys know. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, we were hanging out and having uh, coffee at Starbucks at Disney uh, Disney downtown Disney a couple weeks. That's right. He was sharing about uh, Amazon merch store um, Merch co or something like that and you can just like upload your designs there hmm. and they do all the printing and it's becoming like this massive thing he was saying and so I've got just another thing I got to look into <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah, go ahead Matt there's so many different revenue streams that we can pursue and it's and it comes down to focus and focus on what kind of uh, things
2: we want to pursue, right? Yeah. I never understood it man, like this whole entrepreneur thing. Like I, I heard people in books and interviews say like, yeah, it's like squirrel, you know, you're always wanting to do everything <laughs> and I, I think like at this time of my life and with online like I've never got so you know, challenged to stay focused and just be like, okay, what's the number one thing I'm going to crush today? Not three things, not two things, not five. What's the number one thing that's really going to move the dial for me? And what should I invest my time in and get rid of all the other stuff? Like what's really going to crush it? And Like I need to put like that, like in my like office, like what's the number one thing? And and, and stay focused on it. Like I don't even have, I don't have my phone here right now. I'm on this interview. And what I what me and my wife just released a course about being more productive and working effectively online. And like we talk about block time and putting your phone on silent and closing the email because like we're just addicted to distractions. It's like it's like this little shot of dopamine. Like oh, how many likes did I get or what's going on on Instagram or Facebook. It's like like when you're working, work. When you're playing play hard you know like um learning (laughs) yeah
1: good points uh
0: and okay so we'll take a step back for a second you're saying that on itunes you if like you made hundreds of thousands of sales and imagine if you had all these emails uh now that you're self-hosting all of your music and doing everything and then capturing those emails how are you uh interacting with with those e- people's emails, like how often are you sending out broadcast messages, and how are you engaging with them, and and, and as well as monetizing those emails.
2: Yeah, they go on to list automatically with Mailchimp into our web store customers, and so I I'll normally like send like we've got some new shirts that we just released, some new designs, and so I'll email them and email them when I ha- whenever we have an update. I try to email once a week out to all my lists. Uh, the majority of sales are definitely for, for digital sales. They're not on the store. Like it does happen, but people don't go there for that. Like if they're looking at my music, they'll go probably to YouTube spot, uh, Spotify or, um, or uh, iTunes, you know. So unfortunately, you know, I don't have the lockdown on that, or else that would that would be great. But um, it's it's kind of like when we release a new album, because because you want those rankings, you know. Like if 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 you if you get high enough rankings on a new launch, you get in front of a ton more people's eyeballs. But again, no, I don't get the the emails. But that's something I need to consider doing is maybe doing a promo every now and then. Say hey guys, get the app. Al- if you haven't got the album, get it for like half price on our on our site, you know, and get those email addresses instead of giving to Apple Music, you know. Hmm.
1: So hey, um, one of the things that I noticed because we had a guest on a few weeks ago talking about Instagram and how people could build their Instagram following. So I noticed that you have a course too on Instagram. What kind of success are you seeing on that platform and what suggestions would you make for others? Because they are like one of the top platforms. And in fact, Matt and I were talking yesterday to just changed their logo, I believe, for the first time since Instagram started. That was changed yesterday. So, you know, there's probably a lot of talk about that. So what would you suggest to our listeners on getting some traction on Instagram?
2: Yeah. Well, first of all, keep it the same if you can, you know, like as far as your your branding on each. So if it's facebook.com slash your name, same thing, try and get your name for Instagram. Keep that consistent. Choose a theme and decide what it is you're going to post on. I know some um, other bands and brands like have a certain color scheme, whether that's black and white or it's very colorful and take like, consider it as like your job and not just this random thing you post to and like, Oh, I was at Starbucks the other day. Oh, okay. I'll take a picture. I was, you know, you know, in the, in the bathroom the other day, I'll just, you're hanging out with this person. Like, it's just like think about it strategically as a business and a theme of like, what do you want it to be? Because, Instagram is like a magazine. It's like beautiful photos. Like that's what people like. So really think about what do you want your page to look at? And you might not know right away, go look at some other Instagram accounts that you like. And if you need to like get some inspiration from it, say, I want it to look like that. Well, look like that other one and and decide and, and, and stay consistent with it. And I, I also say hashtags, max out your hashtags that are relevant so that you can get free traffic um, it's amazing when I add certain hashtags um, regarding fashion or whatever clothes I'm wearing or something like that because we tend to do that um, I'll get new eyeballs in there and get new comments and get new traffic so um, really powerful that way and then just every post should you can should it should be valuable to your end customer or whoever's consuming your stuff like really ask yourself is this a valuable post is this adding to people or is it just waste um i have a friend who's been in um featured on instagram on the on the popular page like twice um the company's called straight it's a skateboard company out of um vista california s-t-r-g-h-t um but he got like he, he built his whole business on instagram uh like it's, it's I, I like it more now because it posts automatically to Facebook, and Facebook's my biggest social media. But um, Instagram has been great for me. I've, I've sold stuff on it, and you gotta, you know, if you're selling something, you gotta point them to the the website um, that you're, um, whatever you're promoting. Like if I'm promoting a course, or I'm promoting a song or a music video, I have to update the link because um, Instagram doesn't allow people to click off very easily. I forget what it's called, but it's like, it's self-contained. It doesn't allow you to click on a lot of external links, only the one that's in your bio. So when you're promoting something, you've got to make sure to update that. And then when you promote again, update it again and decide whatever it is you want to, to do. But I know there's Shalene uh, Johnson crushes it and gets people into like a free webinar and, and, and sells a lot of her courses through Instagram and other products. So it's, it's definitely a powerful platform, not just for the younger generation, but for, for, for many others. Mm-hmm. Good. That, that's, uh, that's good to know that your number one platform for marketing is
0: Facebook because for the next question, I have a friend in the music industry, his name's Ryan Sweezy, and he focuses mostly on playing shows at three or four different bars or restaurants every week and uh, for his benefit for the other musicians out there who are doing something similar what would the first thing that they should be doing either marketing or if there's anything the one most important thing they should be doing on facebook too
2: Well, don't post your YouTube links on Facebook or do it very infrequently because they're in huge competition and literally Facebook will penalize you and not show your post as much as opposed to you uploading the video yourself. Um, Facebook is going to start paying artists very soon. I'm on a... Um, on a beta test list and um, they're going to start monetizing and paying uh, artists for, the, for their music content which is really awesome. You're going to have to have an aggregator like TuneCore or CD Baby to kind of monetize that um, but video works the best um, without links. Um, if you want your post to be seen by as many people as possible don't post a web link. If you're really trying to do the push, um, then uh, you put your link. But then you're probably going to have to boost that post. And uh, if I'm trying to sell like a $10 CD or a $20 shirt or whatnot, I'll, I'll invest 20 bucks on on a really good photo and let it run for a couple days. And, and I tend to make my money back. I tend to uh, make over $20 before that 20 spent. I maybe spent five dollars and, and purchase stuff. And so don't be scared to boost posts. Um, uh, three times a day is what I like to do on Facebook when I'm really on it, you know, uh, 10, you know, one or 10, two, and six, you know, because people don't scroll past their feed more than three hours. So that's another thing too. Every three to four hours um, you can post any more than that, then um, you're, you're overdoing it. It's not Twitter. It's a different type of platform. So,
1: yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Did you have any more questions related to that one, Matt?
0: I mean I'll if he wants to know, I'll point him to uh, Chris's direction and I you know I know what his website is, and as well, I hope you have at least a uh, the link or a coupon ready for your new productivity course because just seeing how many things you juggle and how many things you do i, I I'm definitely interested in taking that productivity <laughs> course, so
2: <laughs> cool.
1: Yeah, I I took his goal course, and, you know, it's like I've taken a couple of other ones. And, you know, like I always refer back to Gabby's uh, blab that her one takeaway was being consistent. And I like your takeaway, that whole number one, what's like one thing that I can do today that's going to make the most impact And so I have to remember And it's funny that you said that that course got launched last night because I launched a course last night. And it only took like an hour, I think, for it to get approved. And we know the discussion in the studio sometimes, people saying, oh, it's been two days or three days (laughs) or whatever. So I don't know if something's changed at Udemy or maybe it was the time of the day or something like that. But it got approved right away, and that's what I'm going to be working on: going to a coffee shop and promoting it. It's also my first course on Skillshare, and maybe we can bring that up too. Are you, are you putting courses on
2: Skillshare? I just started to, and I'm just grabbing a link for you guys for this course. It's it's yeah, because Matt, um, I'll send it to Matt, directly, to, but here's for everybody else. I'll just send you guys. I'll send you guys the link later on directly, like eh free link um, good. Um, good let's see if we can but uh let's see if sure. work this I, I uploaded to it but I haven't I like I haven't gotten paid yet um you have to hit 25 students before you get paid and so I know you have a Facebook page um Dennis so you probably saw me posting in there a couple times and um my girl on Fiverr that promotes my Udemy courses and um probably going to get her to add skillshare to that um, I'll prom- I didn't know I didn't even know you could create free links for Skillshare to kind of get that uh, get to that 25 but I don't know if people get a free uh, like monthly pass into that with that free link or how that works or if I'm just giving free like, I don't even know how that works because if they're paying every month, can't they just take as many courses as they want?
0: Okay so I'll answer the, the couple questions there. Uh, for a free link, you're just, they're just getting access to your course and none other. But then where you get paid and you can also have this as a part of the 25 first enrollments is people who do pay the monthly membership. And then if they do enroll in your course, then that counts. And you only need to get 25 students into one course before they start paying you. So then the next time you launch a course, you'll get paid starting with the first enrollment. So I'd say don't even give away your stuff for free after you get your first twenty-five students into one course.
2: Oh, so it's just one course you need to have with twenty-five students. Yeah, I'm getting paid on all the other courses then.
0: I uh, yeah yeah. If you have one course, if you have one course twenty-five students, then you're getting paid on all the other courses.
2: Really? Yeah, I, that's that's awesome. So Dennis, I'm actually making, so maybe I'll make some money this month, Dennis. We'll see. <laughs> you know, isn't it yeah. the sixteenth that they, 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 they pay out or something?
0: And it's only, they only pay out for premium students who enroll in your courses. Okay, not the not the free links that you give out. They won't pay for those.
2: I'll I'll let you guys know how much it is. I'm not expecting to uh, get a new car with it or anything like that. You know, maybe it'll maybe we'll we'll see. We'll see.
0: You uh you get about actually two dollars per unique enrollment. Okay. So with every student that you have, I. You get about two dollars from them, so I, they pay a lot more than YouTube or anything else.
2: Right. Well, what I've been doing is because I've got quite a few courses on Udemy, I've uh, I've uh, started just uploading the videos before I go to sleep, just to kind of you know get it get it <laughs> done and then organize it. But but again, it takes time to edit and stuff. And this is where I've really learned with my music business is it takes a team, you know, to delegate and why like. Put a price on your hourly, you know, like what you're worth. And like, if I can pay someone $15 or $20 an hour, you know, to do a task, you know, that I and because if I'm worth $100 an hour or $200 an hour, why am I doing a $15 task? Why am I doing a $20 task? And I've really struggled with that as an entrepreneur growing business because it's 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 all that cash flow, right? It's like then it then it puts the more pressure on you. Okay. I've got to do something that is killing it right now. Um, and, and it puts that pressure to, to kick butt. But I, I find the more I get better at getting people to help me with that kind of stuff. Like like Jerry is really good. He has some dude that helps him with stuff. And he talked about how his guy just took all his courses and he uploaded all of them to Skillshare. So Jerry didn't even touch that from what I, I, I noticed in uh, his courses. So, you know, um, it's something that I, I'm getting better at, and, and hiring the virtual assistants and stuff. And there's definitely things that I don't do anymore. But it's like, okay, what's that? What's that one thing I got to free my time because, you know, we can always make more money. We'll never make, you know, another ounce of time. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm rambling again. I know we've got to take a few more questions and cut it off here. Yeah,
1: that's fine. I, I was just. Um... Like um, just thinking about that myself, you know, with some of the stuff that I'm doing is like when you're making a course, you're not making a course just for Udemy. So you have to be careful that you don't mention Udemy in the course that you can take those videos and share them across these different platforms because – Skillshare is not the only one. Matt and I have been talking about the last couple of days, the announcement with Amazon oh. offering their, their video direct. And so now they're going to be in, I don't know if it's necessarily direct competition with YouTube because there's one requirement is that it has to be closed caption. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of Udemy instructors don't have closed captioning on their on their uh, courses but um it's definitely something to look into because it's it's new and so you want to be an early adopter so that I, I mean it's amazon so i don't think it's going to fail however they have released product before in the past yeah. uh like their phone that wasn't that successful so you just you never know but still you want to be part of that so hey hey um, so you talked about w- w- one thing that you could do that would impact your day. How about one action, um, actionable item for those people who are online musicians, That some advice that you could give them so that they could sell more and earn more revenue with their music online? What would one thing that they could do that would impact that right away?
2: Hire a producer that has a track record of making hits. Your whole music career is built on your songs. Um, I spend a lot of money to get one song done. Um, I'm just going to – I paid for this one song to get done that I just released, um, $1,500 plus another 150 to get it mastered, okay? And plus my wife did the single artwork cover, plus I had to pay 10 bucks to TuneCore to get it uploaded, okay? So we're like 1600 1700 for one song. That's to do a cheap song okay, that's not an expensive song, all right, I've sold, you know, and I'm really just putting myself out there, we've maybe made a couple hundred bucks off of it so far um, that it's been released, it's only been out a week, and that's actually not too bad, but, you know, $200, $1,700 plus in investing the time um, to do it like a course, and now I just want to kind of come back to the other spectrum here and why I love online courses, online courses, just my brain, this microphone, this camera, and my time, and I'm monetizing that with a very low um, uh, startup cost, I guess. you know That's cheaper than the $100 startup. That's the time startup, whatever you want to call it, just investing your time and um, already making more than that. Um, again, obviously, my music career is a lot bigger than my, my, my Udemy or online courses because there's so many other income streams that – come for that but I just I'm just so excited about online teaching and like investing your time and it just kind of blows me away how much I'll spend on a song that'll sell for 99 cents and so I got to sell 1500 of those and sure if it's on an album we make t-shirts and all this stuff and there's other ways to monetize it. Or could get in a movie and I could just get a $20,000 check just like that for being in a movie or tv ad which is which is definitely possible so There's ways, but it's just um, it's it's not cheap. But I just say to artists, you know, invest in the songs because you're going to perform those songs. They're going to be maybe be in TV and film. They're going to be in YouTube. And if people like them, that connect to them, then you get that multiplication factor. And songwriting is a gift that keeps on giving. What I shared to some of my students um, is I wrote a song six years ago and just got in a movie and just paid us like a really good sum. And I wrote Mm -hmm. it six years ago. Um, Matt, I'm sure that eBay course you did a while ago, how many years ago, like, you know, we're investing our time once and then we're getting paid like for forever. And that's, that's, that's what I love is, is, is the trading, stop trading time for dollars, but invest it once and then continue to, to get paid. Yeah. I, Can I ask you a question, Matt, about you and me, cause like, I know me and Dennis have talked a lot. I'm just curious where both of you guys are actually at with it and, and like, money side and I don't know if it's your main income still or, or what I'm, I'm curious
0: do you want to go first Dennis or should I no you go first okay so I uh, Udemy was my main source and now I've you know gone on Skillshare um, I definitely used Udemy and leveraged it to uh, continue doing this full time and because I think people just see people other like places like Skillshare Stack Social um, wherever else I'm, I'm making money on just sees like Matt Burns 57,000 students in 30 different courses. So they asked me to be on their websites. Amazing.com too, is is going to launch and uh, make some more money. So I'm kind of uh, just trying to be everywhere with my online courses because that's kind of the things that Rob Percival's doing. And he's a Udemy instructor who's made $3 million last year on Udemy. You can find his courses on Skillshare. You can find his courses on AppSumo, Stack Social, all these other places. So it doesn't seem to be affecting his Udemy income by being everywhere. We're allowed to do that. And now what you're talking about, like, I have these 57,000 students. Like, I would love their email addresses. So I'm building my own website so that next 57,000 students that sign up for SkillHands.com, I can have direct communication with them. So that's
2: is so Skillshare is your main thing now? Like you're, you're doing. You have fifty 000, seven thousand students there, or on oh, Udemy? no, no,
0: no. Sorry. on Udemy, on Udemy, I have fifty seven thousand. Okay. So, uh, it, you, you know, you kind of, you kind of break it across the board. Like a few thousand from Udemy, like almost a thousand on Skillshare, a thousand on Stack Social, and then I got like ten other different revenue streams just from my right. existing content. So it had like since the pricing change. I've seen like a fifty percent decline in Udemy, but it's okay because I have all these other different revenue streams and not putting all of your eggs in one basket.
2: Yeah, that's inspiring, man. I I I got some uploading to do. Gonna have to boost up my uh, internet upload connection. Yeah, you know VA I. Still, too. Yeah, yeah.
1: I still sometimes question what Udemy did with the pricing structure, and the reason why is because I look back at what JC Penney's did because if you look at the mindset of the consumer is that the consumer is looking for a bargain and and i'm you know i know that a place like kohl's which is our department store here in the us that they mark their merchandise up and then they discount it a a lot you know like when you have 50 70 and 80 percent off you're like okay that's because you've got your regular price so high but they're always having to sell and that's what consumers like because in their mind they like to think that they're getting a bargain and so on udemy when you had even though we know that three hundred dollars is probably too much for a lot of the courses that are on there we know that the mindset of the consumer when they see that they're getting something uh that's 300 for maybe like five dollars or whatever because I did the dollar coupons on one-buck courses, and I know that that was doing well. It was a lot of volume that was going through, and, and that was beneficial to people in other countries, where a $10 course, it's just way too much for people in other countries. Now, in the U.S., yeah, I think that that's a fair price, but even so... Um, you have to remember that people coming to Udemy, they have no clue who I am or, or you or Matt or whatever, unless there are students that they're following you, they have been following you on, on Udemy. So now the, the courses are, you know, $20 to $50, but it, a, a 50% off to a lot of people. They just don't think like that they're getting a lot. And so I think that that's kind of affecting, has affected the sales. Because I've talked to one instructor who was making eight to ten thousand dollars a month who has not even hit a thousand dollars yet this month in May. So. Uh, That's rough. And and you see some of the other discussion, Matt and I had, a, you know, I asked him about another instructor who we know does well. And that individual mentioned in one of the groups that they're struggling, too. So when you see some of these top instructors that all of a sudden they're struggling, you know that something's wrong. So Udemy is also telling people, like, wait one to two months and things are going to correct themselves it's going to correct itself because we're going to have an entirely different group of people who have never seen Udemy or whatever. Right, right. Many many people can't um, wait for that because I think a lot of people, when you're making that kind of income, you're never really prepared for when you take a, a hit or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And so you're living this certain lifestyle that you expect the stream of income and all of a sudden that stream of income is a, a fraction of what it used to be, I think people start to panic. And so so Matt, I think, has done the right thing by uh, diversifying himself with his website, his business that he's creating, putting courses out there in other places. Myself, uh, I've been doing the Udemy affiliate marketing stuff, and it's done less month, you know, it was like over $700, which was, you know, a decent month, because the most that I've had that up to is about $1,000 so far, and so doing well this month, but the month was my best month in 10 months, because I only have, like, the course last night is course number nine for me, and I've been on Udemy since um, middle of... 2014. And it took me a while to get my second course and my third. And, you know, I do all this other stuff. I've had some metal stuff going on and all of that. But, you know, like Skillshare, that was my first course. I should have done that months ago with my courses, put that out on there. So now I saw how easy it is. So I just need to, one thing that Matt does is he organizes his hard drive so that you have all of your files for your courses Um, organized so that you can take when a new website comes to you like what's that amazing.com so they came to myself and they came to Matt and other instructors Mm -hmm. I haven't done anything with amazing.com yet but if you have it all organized then you can just say here it is here it is and then you can have these different streams of income coming in from different sources and you have the books too and I have the books and you have your music I was going to say you know I I have been around the music industry because I used to DJ when I was younger and when I lived in Seattle, there was a band called Super Deluxe that a friend of mine We we used to follow, and they have been in a couple of movies. Like Kingpin was one of them. Their music was in there. So even though they're no longer around as far as a band, I'm sure they still get royalties for that. I would assume. But anyway, so that's kind of what what I've been doing. You know, with um, my income, it's not where I want it to be yet. But like Matt and I have talked about the stuff that we do, like this blab, and you mentioned earlier these interviews. They help because you discovered us from something we did over a year or so ago with other instructors, and I get instructors like Rob Cubin and even Grant Weirly saying that we've had people contact us from those uh, hangouts that we did, you know, a long time ago. So that's nice to see because. These kind of things have longevity. So by the way, just a reminder that you can watch the replay of this blab and other blabs. Uh, DennisJ.Smith.com forward slash blab if you want to watch the full blab. And Matt will tell you in a bit where you can listen to these two on his website. So I think that we're almost um, to the end. So where can we find you at online?
2: Yeah, you can go to um, smartmusicbusiness.com. Uh, for the more music business courses and stuff, obviously Udemy, and then my music, um, manifest.com, M-A-N-A-F-E-S-T.com. You can look me up on YouTube, and you'll we have over 25 different music videos and different stuff. Check out No Plan B. I shot that in Japan, so that was a fun one. Um, skateboarding and got this crazy Screamo dude from Tokyo um, in there. But uh, yeah, thanks so much, man. I feel like uh, this is great, and I learned a lot, and I'm glad we didn't do the Collins. Glad we didn't do the Collins. <laughs> um uh, and uh just take questions but no it's great I'm learning a lot and i'm 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 really thankful thanks for chatting and uh I feel like we all all walked away learning something and got inspired here so
1: it's good yeah you last question and then let people
0: get online i I don't know what you mean by question but thank you thank you Chris for coming on <laughs> i did we did learn a lot and I hope that uh you did too and I really appreciate you coming on.
2: Yeah, I'll have to get your email. I have Dennis's email, but I'll get him to forward me yours and we can connect through there as well, too. Definitely.
0: Uh Dennis, what
2: question were you we
1: talking
0: about? It
2: was last bit
1: of advice for our listeners. So just just like one bit of because I mean for musicians, you give the advice for musician, but just everything that we've talked about, one last bit of advice before we go.
2: Stop procrastinating. Stop waiting. Do it now, do it now, do it now. Create the course, you know. Do it afraid is what I like to say, you know, and just get in the game. If you don't have a course yet, create a course. If you don't have a song yet, write a song. You know, action fuels success, you know. You don't know until you put it out there. And uh, there's not, like, don't worry about the critics either. They just wish and, and hate and the trolls, and it doesn't impact nothing. Like, just keep going. Never quit. So, yeah.
1: Good, good advice. Don't worry about what others are, are saying because there's a lot of people that will try to take you down, but but um, just brush it off and keep going. Yep. So, Matt, where can we listen to the uh, podcast?
0: Uh, well, you can listen to it on SkillHands.com where I help hardworking individuals start their own successful side business. And you can listen to the Make Money Online show every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time or 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, where we have a guest on each and every week that teaches you a new way to make money online. So I hope you appreciated Chris on the show today. And uh, we appreciated having him on. Yeah.
1: And and we could be, we're, we're on iTunes, too, and uh, Stitcher Radio. So if you want to Take us along to the gym or on your walk. You can certainly listen to the show anywhere. That's what I love about uh, a podcast. I've actually taken road trips and listened to nothing but a podcast and and learned a lot while you know I'm driving. Instead of sometimes, um, instead of music, a podcast is is um, something that you can put in and listen to. So hey, hey Chris, what was the name of that? Um, Did you mention the website, even though I posted it, the smart, is it smart music business?
2: Yeah, smartmusicbusiness.com. Yeah,
1: so smartbusinessmusic.com. He's got a lot of great stuff on on there. Uh, He's got a lot of courses out there that if you're a musician and you're listening to this later and you want to know how to get started in the music business or, you know, because I see like even here in Idaho bands who play in local bars, you start out in your garage or whatever. And he's got the information that you need to get yourself out there online and make, a, you know, a lucrative living out of it. You don't need to be like a, a big major band to make a good living in the music industry if you do the right things online. Um, the Internet has allowed us to do that stuff and change lives including our online courses, music, and many other things. So take advantage of that. Look at his website and his courses. So thanks, Chris.
2: Hey, thank you guys.
1: We'll chat soon. Yeah, thanks, everybody. Thanks for showing up uh, and watching today.
2: Take care. Have a good day. d